Okay, let's go. Yo, yo, oh. Sorry, take it away. 20 something. Welcome to the 20 something podcast. Episode 6. What's happening? What's popping, you know? There's a special edition over here, you know? We got the. The NCLEX edition, you feel me? Hey. <laughs> hey. Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, guys. What's popping? What's good with you guys before I get into my stuff? What's going nah, on? We got to touch on your stuff first, bro. Pause. You need to touch what? Pause that. Pause that. Before. Yeah, <laughs> actually, you might need to cut that after this. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that. But, um, yeah, so, guys, I passed my NCLEX. <laughs> put some horns here so, so yeah bro after all the studying the the hard nights everything i think you kind of hear the last episode you know the pressure was on um but you know what god was good and you know we made it out safely so i saw that um license number and i screamed so <laughs> I, I literally screamed and i was like you said what How'd you feel during the exam? Like, oh my god, bro! I thought I was bombing. Actually, like, walk us through like what an NCLEX is like. Um, so basically, um, you're supposed to get there 30 minutes early. I got there an hour early, you know, overachiever. You feel me? Um, so basically, I walked in. It was a very like high intense environment. Um, I walked in. There was like it's still very socially distanced. Like you have to wear a mask and all this kind of stuff. That's why they didn't have, like, many uh, seats available because they had to do social distancing. So I went in. Uh, they had to do this, like, hand scan thing. I did that. My hand was shaking all the thin. And she's like, are you okay? And I was like, I don't know. But, yeah. And then eventually, after the check-in process, I saw this, like, the guy had, like, this camera setup thing where he saw, like, everything in that place, basically, like, from the door to every computer and everything. And I was like, wow, this is intense. So then he like read me the rules, read me my rights. And then uh, he led me to my seat. So uh, when I got to my seat, there was like these noise canceling headphones. And I was trying to use that at first. I was hearing my heartbeat too much. <laughs> it was distracting me. It was like, I said, ah, this is even more distracting than any kind of noise. So I took that off and I just started. And it was the first question. The first like, first 40 were like you know cool you know i was like all right and then um basically it's an adaptive test so like the the like the better you're doing the harder questions you get so like if you get select all that applies those are deemed like harder so um i started getting those and i was like okay that means i'm doing a good job but i'll go back to the multiple choice and i'd be like ah and i'd be like heartbroken ah. i'd be like so if I got like a few multiple choices around, I'm like, oh my God, it's like I'm feeling or something. And so like, I like kind of freak out and so I had to settle myself down. And then when it went past 75, I was like, yo, what? And it, that's like, good, right? That's a good thing. The minimum is 75. So if it goes past 75, that means like, you know, you haven't passed yet. So I was like, oh my gosh, like, it has, like this is the minimum. I didn't get it. And so then I took a break. And then I came back and then, um, yeah. And then I just kept going and going. I got past a hundred. Um, that's when I was like, ah, what's going on? And then like, I think the last like 10 questions, I was just like emotionally like done. 
And so then it stopped at 122. And I was like, ah, yeah, I filled that then. It's okay. And then, like, they give you, like, 10 more questions, like, um, for uh, what's it called? I don't even know what they call it, like, practice questions or, like, sample questions or something. And then um, I didn't even do it. I was just so, like, out of it. I didn't even do it. I did survey questions, and I just raised my hand. I left that place. I was so sure I bummed that thing. And I, I called Aura, and I was like, Aura, it's over. It's done. <laughs> and then Aura was like, um, are you sure? Um, you might be overreacting. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, if you did, you just retake it. And I was like, yeah, bro. Thanks, bro. And I, just, and I was really like, I literally drove home, no music. 40 minute drive and I was just in my thoughts I was like ah what did we do to mess up why why weren't we ready for this what did we do wrong this time and I got home and I just saw my mom I was like mom that it didn't go well and she's like oh it's okay and so then I ate and everything and so there's this thing called the Pearson V trick it's basically like if you try to purchase like purchase the exam again like it won't let you and like, if it lets you, that means you failed. So um, I tried that. It didn't let me. So I was like, okay, this is a good sign. But like, I still wasn't like, you know, certain. So I saw the results and I was just like, I couldn't sleep throughout the night. I was tossing and turning. I almost fell on Joel. And then like, <laughs> I, I was just checking my, I checked my email at 6 a.m. Shop. Nothing. I said, ah, I was probably like racing, like, oh my god, I failed. Bro, I could barely. I was waking up in like thirty minute intervals throughout the night. I was like, bruh. <laughs> I was like, and so then yeah. I was like, I need, I need to do something. So I just started doing chores at six a.m. because I like, I just could. <laughs> my mind was racing. I was checking my email every two minutes, and then I was like about to do the dish. I was like, God, what's going on? And then someone, somebody just told me check your email. I check it. Said congratulations. Your, your application has been approved by the board. And I just said, ah! <laughs> ah! So, yeah, sorry for that long story, but yeah, that's how it went. So, you know, we official over here, you know, BSR and talk to me nice, you feel me? So, that's good, man. It's time to get the bag, bro. Yes, sir. But yeah, how you guys doing? How you guys feeling? All right. Oh, I'm good, you know. Uh, I can't really complain, man. Um, actually, one notable event that uh, happened at work was like um, my my friend coworker. He's been there since I was like an intern. He left. That was kind of really a big deal, like because I feel like he was one of the only few people, you know, at work that I could really be, you know, honest with and stuff like that. Um, engineering in general is kind of like a weird like profession because. Um, people don't really be honest about like the work and like how they feel about it you know their emotions toward it their emotions about their career in general you know so but he was one of those people who always kept it real with me you know and he gave me like dope life advice and stuff like that so it was sad to see him go but like you know we had a bunch of conversations about my company and like the future of the company and just things I should be thinking about. So yeah, I've been doing a lot of like thinking and a lot of planning, you know, a lot of talking to financial advisors, you know, I'm trying to make some moves this year. So, um, but yeah, man, I mean, there's nothing much. I, I can't really complain. You know, I'm healthy. My family's good. Everyone's good. So I'm chilling. And I'm happy for you, David. That was a, that was a big, big deal. Cause I know you've been, 
you know, even when you were entering pharmacy or not pharmacy school, nursing school, um, you know, that's something that you were even doubting yourself. Like, can I even be a nurse? Like, is that even yeah. something that I could achieve? Like, and you really did it. Like you really went, you did your undergrad, then you graduated and then you passed the exam to make you like an official. Like that's, that's a lot. Like I don't even have to take an exam to be an electrical engineer. You know, I just go to school and get my degree, you know, so you should yeah. be proud of yourself and thank God for, you know, bringing you this far. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to see what you do. I know you're going to do great things in that uh, nursing world, but time to get Thanks, the back, bro. bro. Appreciate it. Yeah, man. What about everyone else? How you guys feeling? Melody, you, you that's typing aggressively. How are you personally? Sorry, I'm doing um, like three group projects at one time. Um, oh, sorry. I'm doing great. I'm just, you know, trying to be done with school. Just, um, you know, these are the last few weeks and I'm just trying to keep my head in the game. It's not easy, but we're almost done. So thank God. So that's really it. Okay. Did you have a good weekend? I had a great weekend. Yeah, I had fun with my friends, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not really something. Um, yeah, I met new people. You know, it was a great time. It's great to be out. People. It was great to be outside of the house. You know, <laughs> I got to get experience and experiences that I I wasn't I ne- haven't experienced in a long time. You know, got to look pretty, got to look good. So yeah, fully vaccinated as well. So. By the way. My week was cool. Um, I mean, it's what is it, Wednesday? So we halfway there. Um, I start one of my summer classes on Friday, so I'm just mentally preparing for that. And then my daddy's coming to see me, so like, I'm a little bit excited about that. What else? Um, my little sister has surgery today. Puzzles. Um, are her muscles or tonsils tonsils oh um she's good but like it's so sad seeing kids like in pain you know yeah so like it's making me sad but other than that you know life is good Where the need like anesthesia yeah <laughs> my mom said those people told her when gracie went under the anesthesia she was like, I know what you guys are gonna do. You guys are gonna hurt me. <laughs> what? I think that's funny. Yeah. I know what you guys are gonna do. Oh my gosh. That's funny. That's cool though. Uh Fifi. Hey y'all. Hey yeah. Hey. Life's been going pretty good. Um went out this previous weekend with my friends Mm -hmm. it was so hot it was very boiling hot why was was it hot though because Mm -hmm. we live in arizona it was 118 degrees Mm -hmm. outside that's why i mean it's not me (laughs) (laughs) anyways luckily nikki and melody had some fans to cool us down um just been working. Last podcast, I said I had an interview. 
this podcast, I have to say they have rejected me. But it's okay. Uh, it wasn't sorry. an effect. It was uh, sound effect. Sorry. Sorry. Or I don't add that silly sound effect. <laughs> yeah, you actually deserve a full slap for us. Really? Yeah, but it's okay. okay. We move. Um, they got me coaching this girl at work, but they're not paying anymore. It's okay because I'm really about to leave this job eventually. Wait. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry about I'm that. On. Is it more it opportunities? Better opportunities, you know, out there. Amen. You'll be good, Fifi. Trust. Amen. Waiting on God. That's all I can do. Honestly. But yeah. So yeah, let's get let's get into the topics this week. Um this these topics. topics are kind of like almost expired. <laughs> um, but we still gonna get into them. Let's hold up, where is it? <laughs> there it is. All right. We can add some of these to this week. Oh, sorry. Yeah. We'll just go from 6.15. Um, so, uh, what's it called? Last week was Juneteenth. That was the 19th, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah, so Juneteenth is something that's been happening for a while, though, Like, but it hasn't been an official holiday. But I think it was just last week or maybe the week before that that they effect, like officially made Juneteenth like a national holiday. So do you think this is like overdue? Do you think like what why do we even have this? Like it's just for blacks. Like so what do you what do you guys think? Nikki <laughs> should speak first. She's a fourth African American. So who? You. You <laughs> like, oh yeah, that's true. You're African American. Don't do that. Speak anyway, um, I feel like making it a national holiday is actually doing more harm than good only because one, some black people didn't even get the day off. Two, there was white people that was getting the day off and it don't make no sense. Three, now it's just like it's turning into all these little microaggressions like Oh, happy Juneteenth. Like, I don't want to hear a white person tell me that. I don't know. Just make me feel some type of way. I think it was better when only Black people knew about it. And four, I saw a post about how Juneteenth is no longer about celebrating Blackness and freedom or whatever. It's about, oh, support my Black business, $19 off, all this stuff. And so I didn't really peep that until I saw that post. And I was like, that's true. Like, every Juneteenth flyer is a pop-up shop, a sale, a this, a that. But it's not like, there's no barbecues, there's no picnics. Everything is just money, money, money. So, yeah, that's how I feel. Thoughts? Oh, uh, I don't really agree with Interesting. this. All right. Yeah, I don't really agree with that. I think that um, you said something about white people. You liked it better when it was just black people? Yes. Yeah, I don't. I don't like that idea. Like, be, what'd you say? Is that elaborate? Well, basically, like, I mean, Juneteenth. What is it, right? It's the day that I think it was like the state of Texas um, recognized that slaves were free, essentially. Um, yeah. And slaves were actually freed a whole almost yeah, two years earlier. before then, and that was the day they just found out. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I mean, 
I think it's great. You know, whenever black issues get exposure, I feel like that's a plus, right? Anything that gets exposure, you're going to have some bull attached to it. Like, God Christmas is about Jesus, you know, and his birth, but they turn it into Santa Claus. We got Easter, right? It's about Jesus and his death and resurrection. They turn it into Easter Bunny, right? So you literally any national holiday that's intended for some specific purpose is always made into something else. Memorial Day is about honoring something, but all, all we know about is basically that we get off work and then there's deals online, right? Thanksgiving is about giving thanks. People don't even pay attention to it. They pay attention to Black Friday where you shop. So I feel like that's just a capitalistic nature of America in general. And they just do that to everything that comes across their laps, right? Um, but I think it's great overall, right? Because Black issues get talked about. And I think that's the ultimate goal, right? If you look back a year from where we were, like people were not talking about Black stuff at this level, like especially at work, to the point where it's actually kind of annoying to me. Like constant training, constant seminar. Like, and sometimes I feel like, okay, I get it, like enough, like, you know, it's a bit, it can be even a bit overworked, but it's better than it was way before, you know? Uh, will that continue on? I mean, we'll see, right? But I feel like it's great. I think it's good. Uh, I think it's good that people know it. I feel like more people need to know. I feel like more people still don't know about, you know, Juneteenth and the origins and all the stuff that encapsulates it. So that's my personal perspective. Um, wait, can I say something? Sure. Why you say that with an attitude? No, um, I'm saying sure. Like, please. Um, about people learning about Juneteenth's origin, a law was just passed that you can't even teach about it in schools. So it's like one step forward, 10 steps backwards, you know? Well, it wasn't passed about Juneteenth. It was passed about um, like Black history in general. Which includes and, Juneteenth. Yeah, I mean, but that that's a specific state like you can't really control at least like, 15 what? states that passed that law oh i didn't know that yeah and like there's more states that are trying to go on that route so like i feel like it becoming a national holiday there's going to be more people trying to go against it trying to do things to make it you know kind of like the i feel like making it a holiday is kind of performative it's good but like what are we really gaining from it you know what i'm saying so I hear what you're kind saying. of on the fence, but I hear what you said too, or like it's good that people are learning about it and it's being talked about, but I just feel like it's just, it's not the same. Like remember last year, Juneteenth, when we went on a picnic and we were just doing black stuff, like, you know, it just felt more genuine before. Yeah, I feel you. I get it. I feel that. I think, um, I agree with your point, Nikki, that, like, it's probably better than, like, when Black people have their own thing and stuff. But I think, like, the reason why, like, we want to make it, like, public and stuff is because, like, for a real change to, like, really happen within the United States, like, white people are still the majority. So, like, they have to be educated because they're the ones who set up, like, the power and everything. So as much as a lot of stuff feel, like, performative and not, like, much progress is being made, like, we should, like, you know, be happy with the little things we get. So that's my I got a, I got a deeper question that involves Juneteenth, right? Um, so she mentioned something about white people and, you know, white people are sort of taking it over, you know, 
or whatever, like they're involved in it more than they were before. I saw this one thing on Twitter, right, where a girl was basically saying that if you are not black American, you should not be celebrating. You should not have a day off. Right. So that she was basically like not attacking Africans, but like she was basically implying that if you are African, like if you are not a black American, that don't forget Haitians, Caribbeans, those people, too. I don't know if she included them. Just talking about people that are not like anybody that's not like like black like that's not mm-hmm. african-american that's you know that's that's diaspora that's just the, all of it in total what do you think about that like the diaspora issues and all that stuff like because i see it frequently and it's it's interesting idea because they're not necessarily wrong because we as you know like your parents you don't come from a line of slavery basically right you're like related to it but you're not like directly from it. Directly affected. You know, so, if if slaves were not free, our parents could not immigrate to this country, and we would not be in this country today. Like it would still be segregation as a whole. I think black people are missing it and are forgetting the root of everything. Basically, boils down to the white man. Not to be anti-white or anything, because I'm not. But they, it's just so much separation because when white people see us, they're not going to ask, are you African? Are you Black? Are you Haitian? Are you Jamaican? Look, they're not going to ask that. They all see us as Black people. So I get what they're saying. We don't have a, a what's it called, a history of being enslaved people. So I'm not saying that, oh, Juneteenth is rightfully ours, but I am saying that it, it's not a bad thing for Africans or West Indies or Afro-Caribbeans to celebrate because without them being freed, we can now also be in this country today. So that's how I feel about it. Well, Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, I think that's a great point. Like, I feel like, um, I feel like they're valid in their feelings, but then at the same time, I think the, the, the irritation or the, the anger is, you know, wrongly directed to us. I feel like there's nothing we can actually do about it. I mean, if you educate us and say, and let us know, okay, cool. You can't, you know, do A, B, and C. I don't think any African, you know, any, anybody that's, you know, African by, by lineage or whatever wants to, you know, disrespect the tradition of Juneteenth. I genuinely feel like a lot of us, and if you talk to a lot of Africans, especially this in age that are in like our generation, a lot of us are educated on these things. A lot of us are quote unquote pro-black. We love these things. We love black. We, we love the advancement of black people. So I don't think there's any hate or there's any negative ne- negativity um, that comes from celebrating Juneteenth. So I feel like maybe they just see it as, okay, you're taking another day, another thing for, for, for yourselves. This girl made a TikTok and was like, take that cash up out of your bio for Juneteenth. Da, 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 da. I feel like those things are really, really extra. Please don't put your you know, cash up in your bio asking for money on Juneteenth when it's not your day to celebrate. But I just feel like to, to try and push us out of it from celebrating when we're literally all supposed to be one people, it, it does more harm than good. Like it doesn't do anything. It, it just separates us the more. So these like diaspora wars, is, it's just so stupid and I can't wait for it to be over. It's kind of annoying, so. Especially because Africans were at the forefront of fighting all those George Floyd, Black Lives Matter, like we all was fighting together. So I don't know why all of a sudden when we have one good thing, it's like, oh, you can't do this. And I get what they're coming from, but it's just a little bit unnecessary because the white people are going to say, oh, they're fighting again. Uh," But it's like, we don't have to be like that. 
Yeah, I think it's just counterproductive. And I don't like for like those like celebrations and stuff, like I don't see like why people like try to be like gatekeepers for like those kind of things a lot. Like especially like within black people. Like imagine if Christian said, like, oh, it's Christmas. I don't want to see you opening one gift if you're not a Christian. Like, <laughs> like what's yeah. going on? Like it, yeah. it's a national holiday. We want everyone to be educated about it. So like if someone is smiling and they're not uh African American or something like that, oh, they should die. Like what like, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. But it's like a possessive thing, you know, because you know how when you have like your favorite artist that no one knows about, and then like mm-hmm. you're the only one listening yeah. to them, like you're like, damn, this guy, he's the one, you know, and then maybe he blows up and then you know he keeps making music, but now everyone's listening to it. And then you kind of feel a way like you guys really weren't there when it was like just like you know, when he was low-key, you know. I feel like the same concept sort of yeah, but this is not music. This is like, is it? I think people just lose like side of the bigger picture, like exactly when they're fighting all those. Well, you you sold us out, like all that kind of stuff. Like <laughs> you're, just losing, you're just losing side of the bigger picture. Like we're all trying to, you know, especially like Africans in our generation. Like we we have a similar experience. Like exactly. Like a very like maybe the root of it. Obviously, very true. Not That's very true. But like in America, like where we are, like our experience is the same. So all this, like when white people see us, like Finn was saying, they just see black. Mm -hmm. So all those kind of things is like the same. So we should be able to celebrate that too. So. And then I have like somebody like me who has African-American family and also has Nigerian. So what are they going to say to me? Like, oh, I can't celebrate it. I can't like, how do you, who made you the police of who can celebrate this? Like, do, do I have to show my blood lineage to show that oh this uncle was ancestry.com like it's just a little bit absurd to even break it down that small you know what i'm saying but yeah yeah bro wait the end of the day no go ahead no go ahead no go ahead i was gonna go on to something i'm gonna go on another tangent so that's why yeah i was just gonna say happy june (laughs) thank god the slaves were freed you know, we are here where we are today. We have made a lot of advances as Blacks, Africans, Asians, Afro-Caribbeans. We have made leaps and bounds in advancements. Don't let a holiday hold us all back and more segregation hold us back. We still got a bigger picture to fight. There are still a lot of things that can be fixed in the Black community, African community, all communities of color. So a national holiday should not cause more of a uh, disconnection, disengagement within the community. That's all I want to say. I mean, I, I, I agree. Okay. I agree. Okay. The only person that shouldn't be able to celebrate Juneteenth is the black man with a white woman. Ooh, I'll start this. I'm going to put a Don't bomb start. right there. <laughs> That's the truth if I ever heard one. No, because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just playing. I love white women. No, no, because wait, 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 wait. And I and I really, really want to be honest on this. And I don't want anybody to like moving forward be like, I don't like her. But but and and I don't know what it is because I don't even think it's intentional. But when I see a black man with a white woman, I I I don't I can't like I just I just look at him a little <laughs> bit a little bit different. Like, and it's not even like, oh my god, I hate him, but I just I just don't I God forgive me, I don't know what it is. I genuinely don't know what it is, but I just see them as like a little bit inferior like just just a little ah, bit in theory i'm, ah, I'm not, no 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 because I, I promise i'm not no, i promise listen 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 you can Guys, tell this out you can say I, I was joking to. david was good. that's fine i'm you can tell this out if you want to but i'm just saying like it's not even like i hate them or anything but i just feel like 
like the caliber of men that like, 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 I just, I, I'm sorry. I, I just can't. And sometimes it goes for black women, white men too. Some of them, not all of them, but some of them, you know, you can kind of see that they're just not really all there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like my own two cents about it. Um, no. Don't, don't try to misconstrue it in a way that it's not like a lot of black women feel this way because usually the black men that date white women have been talking down on black women since time. Like, Black girls are ratchet. Oh, she's dark skin. She look like a monkey. Da, 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 da. But it's like your mom is black. So it's like you already have some self-hatred going on. So when we see you as an adult with a white woman, it just makes you look weak. Not everybody. Ah. Not everybody. Well, it's just the personal situations that I've seen. Usually mm-hmm. the boys in high school that end up with white women. Now they used to talk down on us. So it's like, and it goes the same for. Why does that look make them look weak though? Because it's like. All the black men I know that date white women, the sole reason is because they can talk to her any type of way. She listens to everything they say. Like they're just completely uh, submissive. They don't have any type of vim. So it's like, why do you want somebody that's never going to challenge you? Why do you want a yes woman? You know what I'm saying? It's, okay, that could be like seen as racist though. It can be. That's what I'm saying from personal experience that I've seen of the black men I know that they all that date white women i'm not saying all black men okay nikki did not say all black men that date white women are inferior i didn't say that i said it's your employers that i've seen <laughs> yeah I, I i get what you're saying it's just like i don't know i think everyone everyone marry who you want to marry i was just joking about the white comment please i just got into this industry oh, of, the, of the healthcare. <laughs> i don't want i don't want any problems is, i will treat is, you if you if you have a white wife, I would treat you the same. All right. Listen, the thing is with my statement, and please remove that if you feel like it's that terrible. No, it's all fine. I'm That's saying, a valid discussion point. All I'm saying is that, the, like, exactly what Nikki said, it's just, it's definitely a generalization. I don't think all black men that marry white men are, are inferior or anything. I'm just saying, like, a lot of them, especially in, not to reveal my location, but a lot, a lot of them in this general area, they just, because of, of the way I've grown up and what I've seen and how they've treated us as black women. And I and I promise you, if you ask 95% of the black girls that live in Arizona, we've had the same, same experience of you are not, the, you're not first, you're not a priority to us. Like you guys are on the back burner. We're not looking for you. We're not looking to, you're not really, you know, we don't really care what you, what you say, we're going to do whatever we want to do at the end of the day. And I heard this many, many times growing up that, you know, white women are a little bit, you know, easier in a sense that not not sexual but just you know they're easier to to be in relationships with they're just easier to speak to they're easier to you know to just to to cooperate with because they don't they don't they don't have a defiance they're not defiant in anything they, they don't argue there there's nothing there to really you know there's no opposition or anything so it, it just, i think that's regional i think that's depending on your region like if you talk to girls white girls from new york they're not gonna just lay down for you that's true they'll probably have vim and all these ones so i even think it's less of race thing and more of just general culture like the (laughs) culture like is white so it produces children who act like that and they become adults and you know you get what you get from those types but if you have someone from bronx uh flat bush area 
white girl, she's probably not going to just lay down for a black guy. She probably treat him the same exact way as a black woman would mm-hmm. lay that's down. Not that's not true. Yes and no. Hey, that's not true. Yes and no. That's facts. First of all, first of all, let's, I have the same experience Melody have, and I'm from Chicago. So that's two totally different areas, but we're having the same experience with these same type of black men, number one. Number two, I feel like there's no way a white person's upbringing can ever be the same as a black person's upbringing, no matter if they live in the Bronx or whatever, because culturally, there's always something different. Culturally, white people have a different mindset going. I don't know. The way white people raise their children are different from the way black people raise their children, unless like they have a black mom, adoptive mom, something, you know, those weird, weird situations. But I'm saying general white people, general black people. The black people always have a different, um, for example, have you ever had like white friends and you hear how they talk to their parents? You're like, ah, but a black person, whether they're African, African-American, whatever, they're never gonna speak to their parents like that. So that's just one big cultural difference that like, no matter what area you're in, it's gonna be some disconnect. So it doesn't matter if it's Arizona, Bronx, Chicago, white people are different from black people period so black people in like the east coast would be different than black from the west coast too exactly right Mm -hmm. so the region does have like influence as well true but But i will say like what aura was saying was a bronx white girl will not lay down for a black man and i don't think that's true i mean i i think that's true i'm i'm i agree because like you go go look at these women i mean at least I, i see them on like social media right obviously that's a small window right but it gives you a peek into that world their attitude how they talk how they move it doesn't appear the same as a white girl i've met white that is not white that's something else right it, it maybe it's still maybe it's still white which is fine but it's not the same like they're different it's not gonna be the same but i'm just saying like from a upbringing standpoint whether you're raised in the Bronx white people raise their children in a different way and that leaks into how you are as an adult so even if she does or doesn't lay down for the black man it's not going to be the same experience as with the black girl that's all okay okay I actually had a uh, thing around the Juneteenth topic Um, what do you guys think about Africans getting reparations like if that were to be a thing like do you think that makes sense? Like, or doesn't it make more sense for like African Americans only, right? Because they're descendants of slaves. I'm gonna say Africans should not partake in that one. I'm so sorry. Like that Did is you get a stimulus check. What does stimulus check have to do with reparations? No, not you. Do you know the difference between stimulus and reparations? I'm, I'm not. not I'm talking to Ari. Don't worry about me. Ask finish asking her the question. <laughs> Did you qualify? <laughs> <laughs> talking about my stimulus check she making a point it's appropriate um africans haitians west Indian. i mean maybe some haitians because haitians did go through slavery in their own country but like but that's not america. in america i don't think we should participate and get it just be wrong honestly we have no history we know have no ancestry of slavery in our blood so why would we get reparations for that Something that never occurred to us. Maybe in our maybe in in our home country, if something happened, mm. <laughs> then we can go get reparations there. 
but mm. it's we won't get it from them. Nigeria. I know. Taking our politics. That country, let's not even get into Nigeria tonight, please. There's I only Colombia. brought it up earlier, but I didn't want to. Go ahead. Um, I was just saying, like, with the reparations, yeah, I don't think Africans should get it. But then once again, what about people who have African-American parents and then one Nigerian parent? You know, like, it's still... You'll get a portion. It reduced. It's just, just like, like the half-whites and half-blacks. Like, things like that. It's like, okay, you're breaking it down too far. Like, when do you end it? You know what I'm saying? Because That's why I don't think it's feasible. But Nikki is saying it. Because they had a lot of intersex in terms of racial, right? Yeah. Um, between slaves and white people to the point where the percentages of what you perceive as like 100% black person is actually not 100%. Like, mm-hmm. they might actually be 70% and you don't know. But they ancestors had sex you know, the interrace ancestors had sex so far back, and then those descendants only had sex with black people, and now you have someone who looks just all black, but in reality, they're not. So, like, divvying that up would be complicated from, like, a logistical perspective. I think if they were to do something like that, they could do it based, like, okay, so first of all, what are the reparations for? Slavery? Yes. Yeah. I would say okay. so, Yes. <laughs> Don't laugh at me. I'm asking a question. No, no, no. Yeah. So the reparation is for slavery, right? So if it's just for slavery, we can rule out any full blood African that has migrated here. If there's documented evidence that your parents migrated here from another country, then yes, rule you out for the reparations. So then you would not break it down. Okay. This one of your parents is full African-American. There's documented evidence that this was your slave owner. This was your slave name. This is all your stuff that of your on your, let's say your dad's side. Okay, so now they cut the money in half. But I think once you get past that half, that's it, because then it's gonna be some Asian American mixed with this, mixed with this, a blaze. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much more than just African and and black. There's Blasian people. And we have to have this one. We have this one. We have this one. So it's like everybody has a piece of black in them at the end of the day. Everybody's going to get a piece of the money, which defeats the whole purpose. I just think you can't implement something like that then. Because you have to be. Otherwise, it will, be, it will become racist at that point. Because like someone who's legitimately Asian, Blasian, whatever, they have, a, they have a right to That's inherit true. some of whatever that is. And if you're going to tell them, oh, you're not a specific person, that's literally a racist. No, black enough. Yeah, that you can. That's so true. I didn't even think. Cannot that. implement that. I asked what makes me think like reparations in general. Probably like a moonshot. Like I don't think it can ever not, not actually today. work. Almost every other race has gotten their reparation. That's because they did it like close to when it happened. Exactly. At least, like the United States is so far removed from when they actually did slavery, from when they abolished it. Like I don't know what other countries, you know, but I pretty sure they did not wait forever to like install mm-hmm. it I, I feel like um i don't know the exact region but like soon after whatever they did to a group of people they like immediately turned to you know yeah. pay them back give them land even with the native americans even though they're sort of it's not really i don't know because they're not like in a great state still they have mm-hmm. like you know sections of land given to them right so mm-hmm. i don't know it's tough. Like, Let's um, make it my brain hurt. One thing that that American 
America is going to try to do before it's before they even try and do any type of reparations is going to be too far. It's going to be it's going to it's going to be like in another like 1500 years to the point where there's there's nothing there's no more records to show that you were a slave or anything. Those things are going to be gone. So they're going to say, well, yeah, and they're probably going to stop teaching about slavery and stop teaching about all these things. Nobody's going to really know because I, for one, didn't know about um like Native American history until I was in like sixth grade. Like they didn't teach us the real, real truth about what happened and how they killed them, right? So if if a lot of people don't understand about understand these things and it gets to the point where 75% of the population doesn't like they don't know and they don't care, then it's like, okay, you sweep it under the rug, you move on. Right. So I feel like that's that's one thing. Then another thing is if it's not like physical money, then it's like I don't, I don't know, maybe like some type of property land or yeah, benefit. Or yeah. Some type of benefit. Like, a, like it has to be a lot though. Like a chunk of like American wealth has to go to African-Americans. They have to divvy it up in some type of way. But like, I remember I, I was reading this story about how like, like the, like African-American wealth is so like minute in comparison to like white wealth. Like we don't have, like, they don't have anything. Like they don't, they don't own anything. There's no, there's nothing in their name. So I feel like creating some type of system where they can own some type of, you know, money and it'd be like a, a really, really grand amount. that would be a start. Cause black people are already behind by so many years. Yeah. yeah. It's going to take so much to even get to the same level. Yeah. Yeah. If you look at the native Americans, they have their, I mean, it's not the greatest system, but at least they have something. They have their reservation. They have free healthcare. They have free schooling. And they have like discounts when it comes to like buying certain things and grants. But like, it's so interesting to me. Like, of course, Native Americans, this was their land before anything, you know, but like Black people, the people who actually like built this country, like the people who were picking cotton, making railroad fighting in wars for people, enslaved and brought over here, and they have zilch, nothing. I'd be pissed. I'm so sorry. Because America tries so hard to erase slavery, like, tries so hard to make it non-existent so that we wouldn't be able to know about it now. And I think the fact that everything is... I learned so much about Black history from Twitter. So it's, like, stuff that we didn't learn when we were younger. Now we're learning about it, and we're like, why hasn't anything been done? But, like, we're at the point where there's nothing that really can be done. It's kind of sad. But a holiday was done. (laughs) You know what's really sad about the Native Americans though is that like like learning about Native Americans and social work is just such a like heartbreaking thing because even within their land, they don't have a lot. They don't have access to to a lot of things like like Mm -hmm. schooling, education, their busing system. They don't have systems in place to help them like they're still suffering. And I think that's the most heartbreaking thing ever is that we're just going, we're going and we're going, we're going day by day. And they're suffering. They're suffering at the hands of, of people that just try to shoot them and say, okay, here, here's some land. You guys go take care of yourselves. And it's like, no, I feel like Native Americans should be yep. America's number one priority. I'm so sorry. And I, and I, and I don't want to sound anti-Black, but I really feel like Native Americans, like, like something needs to be done. There needs to be some type of change because we're not doing enough. Like we're not doing mm-hmm. enough for them at all. I just, it's kind of sad, but. Can you believe there's some Native American schools that don't even have running water? No water. They don't have water. In 2021, like, are you, I I don't understand that. And I don't think that should sit right in anybody. And it doesn't matter if you're an activist or not. Like that's, that's, that's a a civil problem. I guess a humanitarian problem for everybody to worry about. Mm -hmm. 
I don't even like I don't think the government wants to do anything about it they feel like they've done enough like they feel like okay they have their land they have this and also a lot of Native Americans don't even want to come back to like regular civilization society because mm-hmm. they just feel like oh like it's kind of like they have a chip on their shoulder and they rightfully like they have a right to but it's just like how I don't know let me not say the wrong thing in this place but yeah it's going to something a little more lighter than race discussions um here's a funny one on the list people are trying to cancel destiny's child uh cater to you song okay if you are not aware of the song um it basically is a song about women catering to men and it's kind of let me even pull up the lyrics on what they were fighting about it was michelle's verse Wait, who, who's so the band? Said, uh-uh. Destiny's Child, baby. Destiny's Child is a girl group, first of all. We got Beyonce, Kelly Rowland, and Michelle all up in that group. They are trying to cancel it because they say it's just, it, it promotes a, tos- a toxic relationship on a woman's side. For example, Michelle's verse says, I will give you my breath, my strength, yes. my yes. will to be yes. here. Yes, That's yes, the least yes. I can do. Yep. Let me cater to you. As she should. What are we thinking? So As she, she should. should give her own breath. Yes. They require such. <laughs> <laughs> David, what's wrong with you? If it requires said. that, yeah. She should give her own breath. Her last breath. Mm-hmm. That's love. Is that not called love? She's no. Will you do the same? Will you do the same? Of course I'll give. Of course I'll give him my bread. Man. Yeah, you better. <laughs> I wish you guys could see this man's face. No, you will give your will, the will to be here on this earth. You give it to a man. That's what happened to your husband. That's what I, they don't. They're not. Let's not do that one, man. <laughs> you know it. I don't like love. that kind of love. Sorry. If you're not prepared to give your will, you need to rethink marriage, bro. All right, I want you to be quiet, <laughs> respectfully. I don't think you need to rethink married life. I think that. Sorry. Um, cool. That's how she felt in the song. Cool, cool, cool. But that should not be a normal thing because men are trash. I'm not saying all men are trash, but here we go. Majority, I know, man. I'm gonna start the discussion. Yeah. A large <laughs> of men don't even be worth all that. Like, you know how you could be in a relationship and you feel like, oh, I just want to do everything for this person, but they don't even give you half of how you of what you've given them. So it's like, why would I be talking about my will and my breath and my strength and my everything if I can't even like you know what I'm saying? Like that's a deeper problem. Exactly. Especially when you haven't given your will, your breath to God, and you want to go and give it to your man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't even be in a relationship. I'm gonna throw a bomb on that. You shouldn't be in a relationship. Let's be realistic. If if this man that you want to give your life and breath to can die tomorrow, right? Was that was the ending to it? That's that's it. That's it. Give your entire body that. I mean, isn't that the vows that you take when you get married, though? Like, no. Essentially, like no, they change the all one, like. We are one. Like one. that's the two become one. Of course. But she's saying she's gonna give her will to live. As in I can die right now. Like please. You, 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 you wanna save your husband if he was dying and 
Of course, I'm trying my best, but that's not what we're talking about. That's what she's saying, basically. No, she's saying to cater to a not in a life or death. Why would she just say, I would just die for you right now? She wants to cater to him to the point that she can die. Good. Does that make sense for a man that's not even catering to you? How about if he is? That's a different that's story. That's not a healthy relationship. That is, that is okay. I'm so it sorry. Isn't <laughs> it isn't a healthy it's not relationship, a relationship at all. Relationship. Oh, from no, a man's no. side, from a woman's side, it's not healthy. It's not healthy. Because you're pouring, you're giving your all, everything, everything. I'm They're gonna both, they can both give their all. No, that's what I'm saying. No. Listen. What do you mean no? Yes. Listen, listen. You're, if you pour your entire top of your head to the sole of your feet to one human being, like you're gonna die, bro. Like you're giving everything. Like I just feel like that's not realistic. Uh, I mean, how much? Half, one quarter. It should be 50-50. Be mentally sane. Because if that person were to die today, will you now also kill yourself? Because that person. You know those gone? couples that they just die yes. right after each other because the they're just. Do you part? Like this. Like they, can't, they can't do without one another. Like, God forbid. Yes. That's, that's too much. That's not even love. That's not love, bro. I mean, okay, she's obviously not being literal. Like it's figurative. as oh, music. Let me read. Oh, let me read. Okay, more read some more. You. My life would be purposeless without you. God forbid. Okay. That's a bit far. That's a bit far. Okay, like yeah, no, yeah. like it's it's, it's. I get it. It's good to treat your beloved, your spouse with. You want to do nice things for them. You love them. You like them. Whatever. You want to treat them nicely. You want to treat them good. They're basically who you see most of the time. They're supposed to be your best friend. Of course. And you're supposed mm. to have that reciprocated back. But if it gets to the point that you're losing common sense to treat another person, that's not good mentally. And that's not even me trying to be like, oh, man versus woman. Just from a mental standpoint, you're putting too much on another person. You're putting that person on a pedestal. Mm. And no other human should be put on a pedestal. So sorry. They can but easily disappoint you. Exactly. What if they'll disappoint? Will you now just... Die. I'm gonna kill myself. You disappointed me. My life is over. I don't know. Like all those R and B, a lot of actually no. Let me not say that. It goes on both sides. Back in the day, R and B music was very much. Um, I'll give you my all and everything. It was even worse. Exactly. The further back you go, and I'm like, make America great again. I, shut up. <laughs> what is this guy talking about? <laughs> Please bleep him out. Um, it's like. I don't know. People don't be singing that same type of music for the better because mm-hmm. it's just a bit extreme. Like I don't think I could ever feel that way about another person. Where mm-hmm. I, I, my life is purposeless. My life has no meaning if you weren't in my life. Like, can That's you imagine real saying that words out of your mouth and actually mean it? Why did you put on that freaky voice? SZA, was it Janet or SZA? It said, I would go to jail and hell. Oh, I'll go to jail and hell. Every time that song part comes on, I said, nobody's Sing going it out. to hell for you. Sing out. <laughs> Can you imagine God is going to ask and say, so you said you're going to go to hell for this individual? Good. God uh, join them in that hell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they crazy. Cold, God forbid. Yeah, speaking of um, like oh, artistry and music and relationships, um, the baby and Meg Stallion, they're having a beef. Obviously, they're not in a relationship, right? Um, but they're having a beef, right? And their beef pretty much is the baby was doing a feature for Tory Lanez. And Mr. Tory Lanez has been accused of 
assaulting Mrs. Meg the Stallion uh, with a rifle, with a rifle, right? Um, this has not been gone through court, you know, proceedings or anything with an official ruling, but this is what she claims, and this is, you know, this is a current situation. Um, so, you know, Meg rightfully so felt offended, and the baby was sort of like, girl, what are you doing? Don't let these, you know, don't let the world get into your head. Don't let them mix with your emotions. Do you have the tweet, Fiend, if you want to read it? Pull it up now. Okay. You okay, know okay. me so well. And then, yeah, yeah. And um, and she was basically like, bro, what are you talking about? Like, we had private discussions about this issue, and um, you are clearly changing your stance, and you're now, like, positioning yourself as opposed to me liking tweets, that imply that you think I'm lying and that confirm maybe that Tori really did what he did and which also so that you not, you know, you don't care. Right. So, yeah, I mean, what do you guys think about that? If Fiend, when you get the tweets, actually read them out loud. Wait, so she's mad that she's, he's working with Tori Lanes. I mean, that, yeah, yeah. That and the fact that he, liked like a specific tweet about like uh meg do you know the tweet yeah the tweet was like he said it was like a fake retweet like twitter hacked him or something it was like a tweet that said (laughs) like uh both tori and uh the baby both got away with shooting somebody so they decided to collab or something (laughs) yes that was the tweet (laughs) and then um tweeted it and then uh he like said oh i don't know about this illuminati stuff that they got me on but I did not retweet that. And then he was trying to like un- retweet it like with his um, screen recording. And then like it didn't let him. So. He recorded it and posted it. What'd you say? He recorded himself trying to unretweet it. Yeah. Oh, damn. I didn't see it. Yeah. So basically what David said, the tweet said, I guess the baby and Tory Lane's cool now because they both shot somebody and don't have to do no da- jail time. And it shows that he retweeted the claim. I mean, the claim. Retweeted the tweet. <laughs> Speaking of your lawyer. <laughs> Sorry. It sure is lingo. Anyway. <laughs> and then the baby went on to say, baby got enough problems of his own, my I ain't got no reason <laughs> to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> he said baby? <laughs> Yo, He's keep reading in that voice. <laughs> Um, y'all chasing the story y'all ain't gonna get. I'm out business. I'm out people's business while still successfully doing business. Okay, and he also commented on the shade room and said that ain't baby's beef and put a bunch of cap emojis. Um, and mm-hmm. like Orange stated, Megan felt some type of way because she was like, "What the heck? We had some private conversations. There's not beef between us, but now you're acting kind of funny." Um. Uh, basically, the baby's wrong in the situation. One, why? And why? Two, why do you think he's wrong? Because he definitely retweeted that tweet. Ain't nobody happy. <laughs> no, no, I actually don't think so. I actually don't think so. Like he, he was trying to like, like he does. Number one, like these artists, they're not like the only ones with their like Twitter. And then like number two, I was listening to like a, the Joe Budden podcast, mm-hmm. and they're talking about it. And then like he, like I guess he's like famous people. They say that like. Sometimes, like, Twitter doesn't, like, let them, un- like, retweet stuff or unlike stuff or, like, unblock people or block people. Like, 
It's just like weird stuff like that. So he said that he could understand and that stuff. And like he was trying to un- like unretweet it. And he like posted a screen recording and stuff. So like I don't think he was trying to like uh, number one tweeting something like that or retweeting something like that is not smart in any way in his dis- like in his position. So I don't see him doing that on purpose. And like I don't know if you guys this actually kind of happened uh, like a few months ago. Like when the Crybaby, have you guys heard that song? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the video for that was supposed to drop. And around that time, like Tory Lanez dropped like a teaser about like that video that just came out. So this song is like over a year old, like the video and everything. Mm. So um, basically there was like some kind of um, teaser that he posted that Meg the Stallion tweeted about. He's like, oh, that stuff is old. The crybaby dropping soon, something like that. But um, what's it called? Apparently it got cleared because I think he even talked about that in the tweet. He was like, um, I'm not, he's like, I don't know how it got cleared, but it did, but don't let it get to you or something like that. So I think it's like some industries, like a label kind of stuff. I don't know, but it's right. like a bit more complex than I think we think. So. I think Megan needs to not um, expect so much from people. Yes. Because the incident happened a while ago, not saying anybody should just forget it or whatever, but it's like people have to move on just because you collabed and had some kind of bond with this person doesn't mean they can't work with whoever they want to work with at, at your expense or whatever the case is. I do feel bad for her that nobody believes her or whatever, 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 but it's about money. Like nobody's really your friend. So unfortunately in the music industry, no one is really truly your friend like that. Nah, um, bro, this is business, man. Yeah. True. Um, it's good that she did a little hiatus. I honestly think Meg should have not even responded to the situation because I feel like she's always responding to the shooting. It's She'll ignore everything else. But when it comes to the shooting thing, anytime it's brought up, she has to respond. In a court of law, I don't think that looks good either because you're at always does it. Fight at your own does not. case. Like, at all. Leave it alone. Let that let the evidence build up on its own so you can present. Listen, I was quiet this whole time. I've said my piece in a bit, but every time this shooting thing is brought up with Tory Lanez, it's been how many? It's been almost a year. Has it I mean, she, that's, she's sensitive to it, right? I mean, she was shot. So I she's... completely understand it's a traumatic experience, but in, to avoid your triggers, she was just on a social media break. So if I came back from a social media break and saw that, I'm going to be like, I'm extending my break and get back off the social media because right. yeah. the way the internet is, this joke will live on forever. Anytime someone sees, anytime there's a gun or anything next to you, they're going to make <laughs> fun of you, unfortunately. Yeah. I just think, I don't know. It just makes it look like it's some kind of like Twitter beef. Like when you're just going back and forth on Twitter about stuff that's like in court, like exactly. Like, don't do that. It doesn't look serious. Like, it looks like, oh, it's just them maybe doing some kind of promotion or something. Like, bro, like right. he's talking about baby don't, uh, baby don't get other business. Like, he says he's not real. Like, why, is he, hey, why is he talking about himself in the third person, bro? Bro, he's, the baby is a different character because uh, Meg the Science's boyfriend, I was there, Partisan or whatever, yeah. he's like uh, tweeting at him or something like that. And then he like quoted, he said, you must not know about me. The baby don't give a f, and that's what he said in the quoted tweet. <laughs> so what the hell is this? Yo, dude, this corny situation is whack. But hey, hopefully, you know they can reconcile. Why, why is not this stuff again. come out yet? Why isn't this like? I mean, look, 
I think it, the court proceedings were delayed because of COVID. So um, I think well, this the, high profile case. Yeah, I know, but still, like that's just what it is, right? Maybe um, Lane's got some good lawyers. Yeah, but like and, if you see somebody so odd, like yeah, I'm. We'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, I I don't imagine this going beyond two more years, right? In terms of how the court will handle it. Um, but yeah, man, you know, wishing the best for Meg and the baby needs to stop talking in third person. That's corny. Um, so <laughs> one more topic, last topic. Um, speaking of artists in general, uh, Nick Cannon, you know, we all love Nick Cannon, oh, Lord. the mm. famous host of Wild and Out. Wow. The wow. guy's a legend, wow. to be quite frank. He married Mariah Carey, have two beautiful uh, babies, twins, Made. and he seemed to have caught a bug. He seems to have caught a bug after having his first children with Mariah. And a it bug? seems like he has a, a mission from the Lord to spread his seed and spread oh. it as far as possible. Now, I think we're on a seventh baby mom today. And all of those children, other than the two from Mariah, have come from different women. So um, what do you guys think about Nick Cannon's plan to repopulate the earth? Um, I actually saw a tweet today and apparently I think Nick said something about like he had a, like a, a near-death experience so he just you know he's trying to spread his seed as, as quick as possible but that's not logical um, that's not logical at all because he's gonna go broke really quickly if he keeps doing what he's doing um, and especially if Wild and Out is gonna end very soon so I just feel like you know I think it's not a smart decision so I think he needs to do quick and and get a is it vasectomy? That was something. Yeah. Vasectomy. Yes. Yeah, get a vasectomy, and um, or they need to develop a male birth control because I, I don't know if it's doing it on purpose or it's accident, mistake, but he's not really being smart, in my humble opinion. What about the women? Are they agreeing to this, or is he just? They are. They, they are in agreement, are. and they will like congratulate each other when they do announcements. Like, girl, you're part of family. Everyone but Mariah, of course, but like One they're like the baby mamas. Even went through IVF to get pregnant. So they didn't have sex. Nick. Yes. What? IVF to get impregnated by this man. Hmm. Uh, it sounds like juju, and it sounds like um, they're doing some type of non-disclosure agreement. Like, oh, yeah. I, we're we're gonna all be in this together. Some type of cultish. It's giving R. Kelly. Yeah. What is that thing on his head? Turban. <laughs> it's, it's a turban, David. Does that have to do anything yeah. with this mission? I don't know. I don't exactly know. Let's, let's, let's break down his baby mama and kids. So we have okay. Mariah Carey, right? Yeah. He has twins with Mariah Carey, Monroe and Moroccan. Okay. Beautiful children. Very cute. Yeah. The oldest children out of them. Okay. How old are they? Um, let me see. They are I don't have their age pulled up. I'm so sorry. It's okay. Okay. They're not like babies um, anymore though. Yeah. yeah, they're not babies. They're like preteens right now at the moment. Then we have, he had two babies with Brittany Bell, who um, is a former NBA dancer for the Phoenix Suns, actually. Um, baby is golden and powerful queen. So that's four kids, okay? Then we got Ashley De La Rosa, okay? Gave birth to twin boys. So we have Zion and Zillion. What? was a dude. Yeah. Zillion? <laughs> All right, don't talk. Remember what you wanted to name your child? My that name is hard. 
No, Alabaster. Alabaster or something. Vanguard. That means at the forefront. Alabaster. That mean it's not your real number. That's not even a real number. Zillion is not even a real number, bro. Like I prefer Zillion. Anyway. Anyway. Just keep eating your hair. Uh, <laughs> Please stop working on the podcast. Hello, hi, hello. Zillion yeah. and Zion were born this month. They were born in June of 2021. So what? just keep that in mind. Then we have Alyssa Scott is the fourth baby mama. This is the newest, I mean, yeah, fourth baby mama with the seventh child. Oh, Lord. Mm -mm -mm. And then it didn't even show all his baby mamas. So, yeah, oh, sorry. He has four baby mamas, but seven children. That's what it is. So, slow down. He has the twin gene in him. Yeah, loading he has the clip. two sets of ten twins. Um, and he just needs to be tied down. And someone just needs to snip it. Because at this point, Wild and Out does not make enough money. What's the other one that he was doing? Drumline does not give him enough royalties for him to be paying for all these children. He's just lucky Mar Mariah Carey got all I want for Christmas to take care of those two kids. Other I'm than I he got that. bread though. He got bread. Does he have bread? I think mm. he has more money than you think. He got bread. Because I, I'm not really understanding what like this is seven children that are gonna be daddy, daddy. I need money. Look at future. Even even money aside, if you're a father, you should want to be in the kids' life. There's no way you can be in all seven kids' lives. Yeah, you can private Across jet four to women. Across four women. Different they can state. live in a single house if he wants to. I mean, it's That's not realistic. Home. It's not realistic. Like, we all know that. So it's like, you're doing all this, but you know you can't be a proper father to those children. It's very, dis like, concerning to me. Mm. Especially because it's already a thing. Black kids don't have no daddy. Now, imagine when they grow up and their daddy is Nick Cannon and people are going to be making fun of them because you're mm. a German 626 or whatever <laughs> they want to call it. So it's just like... Uh. He's <laughs> no, because then listen, like, I don't think a lot of people give the same energy to, you know, women who have multiple, you know, baby daddies. Hmm. I just feel mm -hmm. like, like, we just, we just accept like, oh yeah, he's doing, he needs to do, da, 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 da. but it's like, listen, I would say it, it's not that Nick Cannon is falling out of love with all these women. It's just like, he's just doing it just to, I don't know his personal life but I just feel like he's just doing it just to do it doesn't seem like he has relationships with all of them like yeah mm -hmm. it just seems like they find each other on the street and say do you want to have a child let's go and do this thing quick it's giving NBA young boy that's what it's giving yeah, yeah. because I don't know how many kids he got but he got too many that's yeah. even the like last that. baby mama is from wild and out actually she's a wild and out girl so oh. all y'all on wild and out wild Wow, hey. I wanted to apply to be a while and out girl. <laughs> Good thing you did it. You might have been the next I know. Okay. Been one of Five. Nick Cannon Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Squared. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, I don't, he must have had like a really like profound experience for him to like immediately switch and start impregnating women. Because it's not like this is like he's been doing this over the course of like five years. I think this is all within like two or Last three years. Two, three years. Yeah. Do you remember when Nipsey died and he was like, oh, 
I'm doing a Dr. Sebi documentary. They should protect my life because they don't want me to spill the secrets or something. Maybe it has to do something with that. Uh, maybe. Who knows? It's probably I think doing that... Oh, some go stuff behind the doors and making him think that this is his duty or whatever. Uh, I mean, God said be fruitful and multiply. Right? Please, please. Um, Please, we're not. I mean, he's literally doing that. But is this right? You think this is how God wanted it to be? No, but I mean, multiply. That cancels the argument immediately. Exactly. You know what? It gives like okay, um, control whatever his name is. That guy's twenty one years old on his seventh kid, right? Um, Nick Cannon is forty on his seventh kid, so these are this is a lot this is a lot for 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 black men because in future don't forget that one let's even look at future Ugh, i think that's he has a lot he has 12, a lot of kids 12 money bag yo too even money bag there's so many of them you know that QC guy? he had two of them pregnant at the same time at the same dang time and they were friends what do you think of these women who allow this who like participate in it okay i feel like there's two options some of them may be just chasing the check. The other yeah. ones might have actually been trapped. Like oh, no, they, you don't think they, you don't, any of them like just did it because they just love the fact that Nick Cannon wants to regenerate himself as many times as possible. He might have low self-esteem. Regenerate. Honestly. Regenerate. <laughs> <laughs> low self-esteem. I mean, like, honestly, that's a valid thing because, like, what if she's like, you know what? I believe whatever mission he's on, and I want to be a part of this greater. Did she go and talk to her God about that first before you gave your whole life, 18 years plus, to this man? That's selfish, though. Yeah, the children will suffer from doing that, for real. Yeah, the children will suffer. Because what if those people can't be co-parents? It doesn't even sound like he intends to be a present father, more so he's just like, here's my sperm, here's my sperm, take, you know, Bro, I think the only one he is for would be Mariah. I think he truly, truly loved Mariah Carey. I think that's the only oh, one he truly sure. loved, and he, I see him mostly with those children. And then maybe Britney Bell, his second baby mama, because that was the one after Mariah. But the the other two, I think it was just one offs, and I think that's the path he's starting to go towards. But right, I mean, he can afford it at his level. Honestly, if we're honestly speaking, like. I don't know where those women are located, but everyone besides Mariah Carey, I bet that they're all in the same state, which may be California or something. I'm probably wrong, but whatever. Like people who don't have as many resources as Nick Cannon, they are having that number and more, right? Yes, they may be living underneath the same roof, but they cannot afford seven children. Do you know how much seven children cost in America? Bro, it is expensive, you know. He at least he can afford it, you know. So I just feel like we need to stop giving that excuse. Oh, he can afford it, so it's okay. Because yeah. money doesn't equal good parenting. But thank you. Ooh. Please, I need you to drop a bomb there. Like that's that's such a perfect point because I feel like just hand throw them money. That's what money, uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. This she's she's going through that situation right now because her daddy had money. Mm-hmm. I don't think he raised uh-huh. her properly. That's why she's in this position right now. So I feel like right. rich uh-huh. parents, rich parents just raise their kids with, okay, I can provide for you, but I don't have any type of emotional support. I don't know how to be a good parent. I didn't learn um, boundaries. I didn't learn any skills to be your parent, but I have money. So here, 
and that's it like so it's just it's it's just kind of sad so do you ever think like the act of having kids is selfish that's gonna take us an hour i think what time where are we at actually currently we're at like an hour and i want to say like 20 minutes like Ah. we're right yeah. Let's yeah. save that okay. for another. Let's we'll save that oh, for y'all, another y'all time. Y'all gonna have to tune into next week. We gonna continue on that question. What's that offer? All right, guys. Don't well, say first, first. Thanks for joining us and love you. I knew it. It's a corny smile. Yeah. <laughs> and I love it. All right. Peace. Bye, y'all.